Welcome to Yin Untangled. I'm Kat Mead. Welcome everyone to this latest episode of Yin Untangled. I am your host, Kat Mead, owner of The Yin Method. And in today's episode, I wanted to have a talk about the five elements that are observed within traditional Chinese medicine. More specifically, I'm going to look at these in relation to the nourishing cycle. So how we can use these elements to nourish our being, our body, our life. And also how yin yoga can help us do that. So to start with, I do have a little quote here that I want to read. It's from a book by a woman called Jean Hainer. The book is called The Five Elements Solution. It's a great book. I highly recommend it. I'll put a link to that book in the show notes. But the quote I want to read is, For every element, there is one that can nourish it if it's weak, drain it if it's in excess, control it if it's overpowering, or remind it of what it's meant to control. So this just shows that we can use these elements and the traditional Chinese medicine cycles in so many different ways to offer ourselves what we need. So I am talking about the nourishing cycle, but there is also the controlling cycle that can be observed and there's also a destructive cycle. So the nourishing cycle is used to bring balance into each element and that is then used to move on to the next in the cycle. So it's a cycle, it's a circle of these elements. And so one is used to nourish the next and so on and so on. Within this nourishing cycle, we see each element having a mother type energy and the one following it has a childlike energy. So the mother is nourishing the child, but because it's a cycle, the child itself always becomes the mother as well to what's next. So we can observe in nature that pretty much everything works in a cycle. And using these elements and using them in a yin yoga practice can help us to practice the ability to connect and observe what cycles are happening in nature and perhaps to use these elements to offer us what we need at different times when they might be more useful. So we can look at seasons, you know, every day there's a cycle of the sun and the moon. We can look at the weather, our sleep, anything like that. Everything works in a cycle. Even our entire lives are a cycle. So we have pre-birth, we have birth, we have childhood, we have being a teenager, middle age, we have death and then rebirth or pre-birth again, depending on what you believe. So everything works in a cycle and every element is useful for some part of all of these cycles. So using these elements and using this nourishing cycle is especially useful for keeping us grounded and keeping us connected with what we need and bringing us back to balance. Now each element is named for the energy that it represents and it has specific qualities and these qualities are also connected with our meridians or our, our energy lines and they're also connected with our organs. 
And when we start looking into this, we really, again, start connecting with the duality of yin and yang. So within yin, there is always yang. Within yang, there is always yin. And it's the same within our organs. There's yin and yang within each organ. Even though one organ might be considered a yin organ, it's always going to have some type of yang within it and vice versa. We can look at the duality in a yin yoga practice between stretching something and compressing it. And you can use a stretch or a compression to target the tissues in your body, to target your organs, to target your meridians. So we really start looking at so much duality between what we're doing in our life with nature, with elements, with our organs, and between movement and stillness as well. Within movement, there is stillness. Within stillness, there is movement. We are never completely in a state of inertia. And, you know, sometimes if we're moving, we might find more stillness in our mind. So I really enjoy looking at the duality of all these different things that it's never just one thing or, or the other. And that's really interesting to me. I did an Instagram post actually yesterday, I think it was, it depend, depends on when you're listening to this, um, talking about how we as humans can hold space for two different emotions or experiences at once. So there is duality in everything. And we have to remember that we are unique and multifaceted human beings that have a lot going on all at once and that we were built to be able to experience that and feel it and move through it. The elements themselves help us to internally and externally observe, witness, um, and understand the world around us. So the world within us and the world around us. And our yin yoga practice is one way that we can practice, again, I keep saying the word practice, being that witness and bringing in this balance by observing our emotions, our reactions, and working with specific poses and energy lines and organs so that we can nourish ourselves. Because that's the name of the game when we come into a yin yoga practice, specifically using this nourishing cycle and the five elements, we want to nourish ourselves and to nourish every part of ourselves. So, what are the five elements? The five elements are metal, water, wood, fire, and earth. I'm going to start with metal today in my descriptions. If I'm teaching a class, I will usually start with either metal or earth. And I'll explain a little bit more about that now as I get into it. So metal is related with our lungs and our large intestine organs and energy lines. It is connected with stability and structure and creating a strong integrated sense of energy or being within ourselves so that we can move from this space of integrity to hold everything up and hold everything together. But there's also, again, a duality within this structure and the need to be strong and stable. So if you think of metal itself, you see it almost everywhere. It's used in houses, it's used in bridges, it's used in so many different structures. I mean, I'm looking at two different tripods sitting in front of me and they're both made of metal of some kind. 
and they're working to hold things up. They're keeping my camera stable. They're keeping my lights stable. And so metal itself is strong. It's stable. It's used to be a structural integrity for things. But metal can also be melted down and created into new things. Metal can be made to be pliable. And so I feel like metal itself or the qualities of metal itself become this really good reminder within our yoga practice, within our everyday life. Are we being too rigid? Do we need to use fire to melt down our metal to give us a little bit more flexibility or a little bit more pliability? This might be in the way we think or the opinions we have. It might be in a yin yoga pose or a yoga pose in general. You know, you might be in a class where it's very alignment based, which is great. But maybe the alignment cues that are being used in a class are not appropriate for your body. And so this might be where you need to question for yourself. Do you need to stick with that alignment cue and perhaps injure yourself or be in a pose that doesn't feel right for you and it's not beneficial for you or do you need to let yourself move and let yourself move and feel your way into a new position or a different slightly different position that's working for your body and adding pliability and adding flexibility can open up so much possibility and potential within our life and within our practice so within strength we can offer pliability and flexibility. We can offer space for metal in both of its forms. When we think of the lungs, we think of the rib cage often, which is a structure, a strong structure, holding uh, space for our lungs to be safe and holding space for our heart to be safe. So we need our lungs to be this strong structure. We need our rib cage, sorry, to be a strong structure, but we need our lungs themselves to be able to move, to be flexible so that they can inflate when we need air and deflate when we get rid of air. So we see again the duality between two states of being within metal. As for yoga poses, yin yoga poses that can help us to balance our metal and our lungs and large intestine, The energy lines themselves run in our arms and of course they go into the organs as well. So we would do poses that target our shoulders, our arms. Sometimes it can just simply be a reclining twist. You might do shoelace arms. Sometimes it's called straight jacket, but I definitely prefer calling it shoelace arms. You might do, you know, something that opens up through your chest and gets into the tops of your arms, your shoulders. Anything that's going to target the arms is targeting this element and targeting these energy lines. So from metal, we move on to our water element. This comes next. We draw a little arrow in our circle from metal to water. And water comes after metal in the nourishing cycle because metal holds water in the earth. So metal is the mother to water in this scenario. Water is related to our kidneys and our urinary bladder energy lines and organs, and it's related to serenity. It's related to anchoring and an energetic ease of being. Without water, there's no life. We as humans are made up of, let's say we're made up of 70% water. That's a lot. 
a lot of this skin and bone and muscle and tissue is all made up of water. Our fascia is this watery substance where our meridians run through our body. And so when we are relating to our water element, we're thinking of this dark, calm, inward ease of space. We need water so that we can grow. Our kidneys themselves help us to cleanse our body. They need water and fluid to release what we don't need. And we need our kidneys to be balanced and healthy because our kidneys step in when we need energy. Kidneys, water, urinary bladder, it's related to winter. And I didn't say, metal is related to late autumn. So water is related to winter. And in winter, we see that Usually there's less growth occurring in our environment. So trees aren't growing as much. They've lost their leaves or flowers aren't growing as much. It's a time that we are more inward. We stay indoors more. So we're more inward and we are bringing ourselves back into a state of hibernation to bring balance into our being, which then moves us onto wood, which I'm going to get to in a second. But in a yin yoga practice, we can think of water as allowing us, I really love using the term weightless, so allowing us to feel weightless, imagining ourselves when we're targeting our water element as you know, laying on this beautiful calm lake or river or big open sea, feeling anchored and safe there, being held, knowing that we're held and safe. And then allowing ourselves to be weightless, you know, letting go of all of the effort, all of the tension and just letting ourselves kind of drift and just be kidney, urinary, bladder, water. It's all space for us to just be with our poses, the kidney and urinary bladder energy lines run in our superficial back line of fascia. So the entire back line of our body is what we would target for these energies. And so toe squat is great. Kidney energy line starts in the bottom of our feet. Um, forward folds is beautiful. And also that's a, so that's stretching it, but we can also compress the back line to target this energy. So we can do back bends and take a gentle compression right into that space of our kidneys, which then when we come out of the pose gives us a really fresh supply of energy to use. So then this takes us on to wood. As I mentioned, we need water to allow ourselves to grow. And it makes total sense that wood comes after water in this cycle because wood is related to spring, which comes after winter. And we need to water plants. We need to water ourselves so that we grow and we're healthy and we can be kind to ourselves. If we don't have water, if we haven't allowed ourselves that time to hibernate and be, then it makes it harder to grow because we don't have the energy to do it. This is related to our liver and gallbladder organs and energy lines, and it's related to kindness. It can be related to frustration. And when we talk about the liver and gallbladder, we think about spreading. So spreading, growth, spring, this is when we see a lot of new growth in our external environment. 
And just thinking about that, it can be really easy when we are in a winter in our water to get frustrated if we're seeing a lack of growth. But we need that space where we're not really seeing much. We need that space to rest and hibernate and just be so that when we get to wood, we get to spring, we've got the energy to grow, to flourish, to nourish and to move forward with plants. So liver and gallbladder is really related to making appropriate plans and wood is related to following through on plans and taking action. And spring, you know, it's not as cold in spring, so we want to go outside and do things more. It's this action and doing stuff type of thing. When we do yin yoga poses related to our wood element, we are targeting two different areas of the body. So the liver runs on the internal seam of our leg and again up into the organ. The gallbladder runs on the outside seam of the leg, the outside of the body, it kind of zigzags up around the head. And so we can target these two energy lines independently of each other. Some poses I really love to use for the wood element. I really love dragonfly, forward fold, frog pose is great or a squat. Um, for gallbladder, I would do things like shoelace or deer pose. Deer pose can get both depending on your body and what you're doing. Um, so they're just some really nice poses to use for those energy lines to balance our wood element. Next up is fire. And fire is related to summer. It's heat. We know that fire is hot. I probably don't even need to say that. In Australia right now, it is summer, it's hot. I'm sitting in a room and I'm actually feeling very hot right now. And so we move into fire from wood because wood allows fire to burn. And fire is related with our heart, our small intestine. So this is a yin-yang pair. But it's also related with the yin organ of our pericardium, which is the sac that protects our heart. The yang pair of our pericardium, which is yin, is the triple heater. The triple heater doesn't have a, an element associated with it. So we're just talking about the heart, the small intestine, and the pericardium when we talk about fire. Fire is related with joy. And bringing balance into this element and these organs helps us to feel a more intrinsic joy. So it's different to happiness. It's different to being joyful because something good's happened. It's feeling joyful because it reminds us that that's in our core, that we're allowed to be joyful as part of who we are. Fire is related to action as well. It's related to embodiment and passion and creation. And the ash that is created when fire burns wood then moves into earth. So the ash falls down onto the earth to become the mother. It becomes... So fire becomes essentially the nourisher of our earth. When we think of fire, we know that it can be out of control. In Australia, we know this very well. Fire can very easily be out of control and it can become destructive. So I mentioned earlier that there is a destructive or overwhelming cycle with these elements as well. But fire also can be calm. We can use it to, you know, melt down metal, as I said. We can use it to heat our homes. We can use it in ways that it becomes nourishing. We need fire. 
We need love. We need joy. And that's all associated with fire here. It's related to a peak of our lifetime. Yin yoga poses that can help us to balance this fire element are again found in the arms and found in the chest. So things like melting heart pose are beautiful to help nourish our fire energy. Things like a reclining chest opener. And again, you might do shoelace arms or anything that's targeting the arms, maybe even just a twist can be great for your fire element as well. So bringing balance into our fire, as I said, creates ash in our external world. And this brings us to earth. Earth is our mother. Earth is the mother nourishing energy. And if our earth is out of balance, everything else is most likely going to be out of balance as well. So the earth is related to our spleen and our stomach organs and energy lines. And the energy lines run through the superficial front line of fascia here. This energy is downward moving. So our earth energy is downward moving. You know, you think of roots of trees, you think of grass, it's all going downward into the earth to grow. So the earth is holding all of these things, it's moving the energy downward. Those other things are moving upward, but it's also got this downward energy, if that makes sense. So when we think about earth and our stomach, we really think about what we're feeding ourselves. We think about what we're offering ourselves to nourish ourselves, to nourish everything else, because if the earth is sick, nothing else eats. You know, if you've got a stomach ache or if you've got a like a stomach bug or something and you can't eat, everything else is off. You feel like absolute crap. If the stomach is sick, nothing else is going to be in balance. So it's so important to balance our earth, our mother nourishing energy here. And I will just say here, I do like to think of this nourishing cycle as being like buckets. So you can nourish any of your elements. You can do any pose, anything in yin yoga with the intention of balancing one of the elements. And it's going to be like a bucket. You're going to fill up that bucket and it's going to slowly tip and trickle down into all of the other elements as well. So you don't have to really know exactly what you're nourishing or balancing. You can intend to balance something, but by kicking off that chain reaction, you're essentially helping to bring balance into everything else as well. So that's a really good thing to remember, actually. The earth and the spleen and stomach are related with alteration, transformation, abundance. Depending on what you read or what you know, earth, spleen, stomach is related to the center of all seasons. So it's a time of transition. It's a time where great change is occurring. And so when great change is occurring, we have to be quite gentle with ourselves. We have to nourish ourselves and really just kind of watch our reactions and make sure we're staying nourished here. So I keep saying it, but it's so important to nourish our earth energy. Sometimes you'll read that earth is related to late summer, which is not a season. Um, depending on where you live in the world, we have four seasons here in Australia. But late summer is, can be thought of as its own season and related to this element as well. It's related to middle age and a slowing down. 
So if we're targeting the superficial frontline of fascia in our body, in our yin yoga practice and helping to balance our earth element, we are going to be either stretching the front line, so doing back bends, something like sphinx pose or supported bridge is beautiful, or you can just compress it or even twist it, which creates a compression as well. So twisting you know, around your stomach area, around the front line, folding forward to compress or stretching back to open up is all gonna help to nourish your earth energy. And it really relates to what you're putting into your body, into your mind, as well as to how nourished you're going to feel here. So that is our five elements, our nourishing cycle. I hope all of that made sense and I didn't speak too fast and waffle on or miss anything. If you have any questions, I'd love for you to send them through to me. You can find me, theyinmethod at gmail.com is my email. Uh, my Instagram is at theyinmethod. There'll be show notes as well, so you can see ways to contact me or find me in those as well. If you'd like to be interviewed on this show, if you have more to add, more to offer, please get in touch as well. I would love for that to happen. Take your time to digest that. I also have a five-part online yin yoga series called Elemental Yin that is available for you to grab, to keep, to use as many times as you like for $40. It's five one-hour yin yoga classes based on this nourishing cycle. So you get a class for each uh, element. You can use them in any order you like. You can use one, leave the others. I wouldn't, but that's available as well. I'll pop a link to that in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here. I'll catch you again soon. Bye. Mm -hmm.